You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. It's a Thursday, a little past 6 p.m. with your host, Jeff Campbell, and we are talking Miami Heat hoops. The Heat recently completed a double over the Boston Celtics. The playoffs are fast approaching. To help us break down everything, we have SB Nation's editor-in-chief of the Hot Hot Hoops website, Surya Fernandez. Surya, what's going on? Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the first place I would like to start is just a little bit of a comparison with last year's team and this year's team. So the the Heat were seventh in points per game uh, prior to um, the playoffs. They're down to 25th this season. We know that they've, you know, experienced as, as other teams have injuries, health and safety protocols. Is it just kind of a, um, a simple thing to say that, injuries have prevented this team from really hitting their stride offensively, or do you see something else at play? I think it's mostly the same team. Uh, And I think it was wise for Pat Riley to try to bring back as many of those players as possible. Um, It's, it's blown up in their faces. Uh, A few years ago, uh, they tried to do that when they had that really impressive run that second half of the season, brought back Dion Waiters, James Johnson, you know, like we, we know how that, that went. But I will say that he has done a pretty good job of getting rid of those kind of players that really weren't contributing uh, from last year and uh, from that trade deadline. uh, And also this year as well, getting somebody like Trevor Ariza that can replace what Jay Crowder was kind of giving them. Mm. So uh, Dwayne Dedman has given them a great, great lift off the bench as well. Um, It's unfortunate about Victor Oladipo, like you said about injuries, it's every team. uh, And I think, Every team has experienced that. And I think teams like the Heat and like the Lakers that had the shortest off seasons uh, have also experienced that. And, and a player like LeBron James, who, I, I mean, I, I never remember him ever having a significant injury. Uh, even he could not escape that. Uh, so it, it's very common for, from game to game, a Jimmy Butler could be out. Somebody so important, like, like a Goran Dragic uh, can be out. And now that I think about it, even in the finals um, with them and Dragic being out, it's it's really just a kind of a revolving door. So I, I it's it is hard to gauge exactly the difference between the Heat and why they didn't have the same kind of record and success as they did last season. But they they were kind of playing sort of not as impressively as they had earlier in the season last year. They kind of picked it up, uh, but that's when when they got to the bubble. That's when they really hit their stride. 
that's when a lot of players are kind of playing their best. I feel like right now the Heat are sort of in that sort of a stretch right now. But again, with the when the playoffs start, it's it really is going to be down to which team can stay the healthiest. And and really these these moving parts, even these new guys like Trevor and and Deadman, how are they going to step up in the in the playoffs? We know those kind of veterans raise their game. Andre Gudala is another kind of player, Dragic as well. Maybe they didn't have such great games during the regular season, but you know they're going to elevate their game in the postseason. So that remains to be seen. That uh that really that's like a really good transition into my next question. So I feel like uh, the Heat are always that team who, if you underestimate them, do so at your own peril, right? <clears throat> Especially with the types of players uh, that they have. You know, we know that they're playoff tested, and Jimmy Butler is easily one of the most respected players in the NBA. Despite the up and down season, do you think they have the ability to just turn the switch on in the playoffs? And if so, what from this season have you seen or heard from them that makes you feel that way? I think I think Bam has has somehow even become a better player than he already was last year, and he really took a huge leap in his All Star year uh, last year. I think he's becoming an even more complete of a player uh, on defense. He does so many things for them. So you really put all those pieces together, and yeah, again, it's on paper because the Nets on paper are an amazing team. I just don't know which of those players are going to play on any given night because they're in and out of the lineup all the time. Uh, so if the Heat. Can, again, can stay healthy. It's an impressive uh, roster of players, not just on the first team, but on the second team. We haven't even talked about Tyler Hero. He took a huge step during the bubble. Uh, Tyler is somebody that's, and, and Kendrick Nunn, are players that, and, and Goran as well, are players that can just come off the bench or, or now in the case of Nunn starting, they can give you 20, 25 points easily a night. They can get hot. Uh, and they kind of live and die by the three. Uh, sometimes they get a little too trigger happy beyond the arc, but hey, when you have a player like Duncan Robinson that is so impressive, uh, be on the arc, uh, they, they can rack up points uh, really quickly. And then from one quarter to the next, the offense can, can get stagnant. Um, so to go to the second part of your question, again, I don't, I, it, it is hard to say because this has been such a unique season. Uh, and it really is hard to predict. But given the fact that I see that they are playing much better and now they seem to be more focused. And again, they have a, a great, mix of veterans and young guys i think those veterans are uh they they know they've been there they uh, again players like igudala and ariza they're they're known for stepping up their game in the postseason so i i have no doubt they will uh but you know it's it's really really up in the air the east so it, it is hard to tell <laughs> and you brought up bam Adebayo, and he was definitely a player that you know i wanted to touch on tonight um and like you said, I think it's the best way to put it. Somehow he's gotten even better. I really don't even know what his ceiling is. He does everything from, um, you know, being a, a slasher to a shooter, uh, someone who's really strong around the rim, especially with finishing. He can play make. You know, what do you see as his ceiling? Is there any type of player comp that, you know, you've heard or written about that you feel is, um, is what maybe the Heat can expect uh, when he really starts to hit his prime? Um, yeah, it's a good question because today's NBA requires those kind of players to not just camp out uh, by the rim and, and be like a Shaq did in, in 2006, and that's enough to win a championship. Now he's he's switching. He's defending all five positions. Um, and, and he's really taking a step up with his game. I, I feel like he could 
get even better with his post up. Yeah, uh, I think his mid range is really good. He's, he, I, I didn't, I didn't think he could be this good offensively. Uh, it after his rookie year or even his second year, he stepped up, and, and I mean, kind of, that, kind of a comparison to that is Sean Kemp. Uh, he was kind of like that his first two seasons. He really wasn't. We had no idea he was going to be the all star he was later. He just kept adding to his game. Uh, he's kind of like that, a kind of athletic player, but uh, Sean Kemp didn't play in today's NBA either. Uh, he would have been a great player in today's NBA, now that I think about it. Uh, but um, even somebody like Chris Bosh, he, he really started developing his three when he came to Miami. He kind of uh, helped kind of define that kind of position. So if Bam could could add that as well, a, a corner three, and I mean, the really sky's the limit for him because he is so nimble, but he's really athletic and he can play inside. He can play out. Um, and we, we, we know how great he is defensively. Yeah. He's super fun to watch. I mean, he, first off, he's uh, I remember hearing that story about him. I forget whether it was from the athletic, but it was basically, he was at practice and uh, it was basically just a story highlighting his competitiveness. I forget exactly what happened, but he, he was yelling at either a teammate or a coach or something like that. Um, but it wasn't in a, in a mean or antagonistic way. It was, it was kind of just maybe being upset about himself. And I remember, I, I think in the story, Pat Riley looked at Eric Spolster and they were like, yeah, he's a heat guy. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, everyone always talks about that heat culture and clearly he's, he's fitting in so well. Um, another player I really wanted to talk about and somebody that you had, had mentioned previously was Tyler Hero. Um, you know, I, I feel like he became somewhat of a household name in the, in the bubble, really a dynamic shooter off the dribble this year. He's had some injuries to his neck and foot. Weirdly enough, it feels like we haven't heard a lot about him this season, but it's interesting because his numbers, uh, in some areas are better. The shooting percentages are a little bit lower, but he is scoring more points. Um, how high do you think the heat are on hero? Um, as an organization and, and I'm kind of asking you two questions here. So um, would you sign, are you high on hero and would you be very um, interested in signing him to a second contract? And do you think the heat are, are as high on him as well? Yeah, I definitely think so. He wasn't, um, he was rumored to be in trade talks, but I don't think the heat would, would seriously entertain that especially after his performance in the bubble and given that he was, I think he was 19 at the time. So he's got so much to prove. Uh, talking about the days of like Sean Kemp, it's, it would be rare for a player of his age to be in, 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 in that era of NBA when I started watching it. Uh, so to me, he's such a, such a young, young, young player. He has so much more to develop. And uh, well, he's from Kentucky, just like, like Bam. And, and we've seen the, how, how the coaching staff can help make these team uh, these the, the team better, but the teammates can also make them better. So, someone like Udonis Haslam can can be there to mentor a, a Bam. And I think right now with Tyler, uh, I think he can he can really learn from players like like a Butler or a Drogic uh, to really kind of just uh, learn how to finish by the rim. I think I think somebody like Drogic isn't necessarily the quickest player, the most athletic player. Very but he's, he's, he's very crafty. He's very smart. So I, I, I see Tyler improving in that regards. Um, but he's got, he's got so much, uh, he's a very stylish player. Uh, he's a very unique kind of a player. He, um, he 
enjoys playing in the fourth quarter. Spolstra plays him a lot in the fourth quarter. And, and they tried him off, um, tried, tried to play him starting. Um, but with the reemergence of Kendrick Nunn, I, I kind of like that second unit with, with Hero and, and Dragic and, and those kind of players coming off the bench and playing against the second unit of the other team. Um, I think that's sometimes when the Heat play their best and not necessarily because the starters are, are playing great and they're a top-heavy team and talent like, like they used to be with the Heat, uh, with the big three. And lineups have to have balance, right? Like, I think that's super important that you mentioned that. I know as a Nick fan, um, we're always arguing about who should start or who should be on the second unit. But if Tyler is finishing games and the coach trusts him enough in those uh, clutch crunch time minutes, I think that's kind of all you need to know um, about kind of how they how they value him. Um, Definitely. Has, has there been anyone on the roster that has surprised you this season? I know we talked a little bit about Bam, but maybe on more of, um, you know, a, a reserve role or a player that you didn't maybe think much of. I know that Precious Achua has had some nice moments. I've seen him in games when they played the Knicks, and I've been impressed with his movement and his athleticism. Um, just in general, anyone outside of the main characters that you think could be an X factor come playoff time? Um, well, quickly with Precious, I, he, he, didn't have, he didn't have summer league. He didn't really have a full off season. And he's also super young. He's a developmental player. He would have uh, done great uh, with the Sky Force. He could have had a lot of minutes there. Um, so I think he has promise. Uh, I think Kendrick Nunn is really the player that I, I'm most look forward to seeing. He was hit with, with COVID. Um, he didn't really have a role in the bubble. Um, people kind of forgot the fact that he was the second in rookie of the year. Right. He was, he was, he was, he, he was higher than, than, than Zion. So he is a special player that he didn't have that, that, that kind of a, a player like him to, to that also Butler and, and, and Goran don't have to do so much. Uh, and Tyler too, takes the pressure off them. Um, so I think if, if Kendrick can continue to play as strong as he has, this last month or so been playing very good. He's been playing like he did last year. Uh, if they can have somebody like him, that really offsets the uh, Oladipo injury. Um, and it gives them one more, one more really, really good piece to, yeah, he's, he starts, but um, I feel like all of those players are kind of interchangeable uh, in the backcourt. Uh, so if any, any combination of those are playing well, uh, Spolster has no problem giving them uh, major minutes in the second half of any game. And what is that? Because um, I like Kendrick Nunn a lot too. Uh, what is that special quality that you see about him? Is it his confidence? What what stands mm. out to you when when you're watching him? Yeah, I think he's kind of like Tyler. They're 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 just ice cold. They 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 have the same kind of expression. You wouldn't even know if Nunn is having a great game or not. Right. It, it's the same thing. I, I just like players like that. Um, I like I like the other kind of players too. Um, like a Haslam, uh, you can't have all those players like that. You need somebody like that that is uh, a steady, uh, calming kind of a player where you know he could get a, a bucket if you really want to. Right. But he can also get a, a timely steal, uh, and he's he's good off uh, on defense as well. He's kind of a well-rounded player for somebody that really nobody knew anything about undrafted. Just just a, a just a special player that they plucked out of nowhere, like Duncan Robinson, that had had any team uh known how good those kind of players would be 
they're they're like first round picks that the Heat just just got out of nowhere. They seem to be really good at doing that, you know. Yeah. Uh, whether it's their scouting, their front office, they they always find somebody. Um, somebody that they found at the trade deadline, we mentioned him briefly, was Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Uh, um, he was also somebody who's been on the Knicks' radar as well. Um, what do you think are the chances, if you had to put a percentage on it at all, that he's going that he would be back with the Heat next season? Does Pat, you know, go for it? Does he add like a third, you know, big guy to go with, along with Bam and Butler? Because that's really enticing. Because those two are are so great. You pair him, pair them with an All Star like Anola Depot, but maybe even, you know. Uh, even better, you know, just somebody that, and also, yeah, he is injury prone. Um, I, I would imagine that he'd go for it, but if they kind of do what they did this year and kind of just, you know, mix and match a few parts, maybe, maybe Victor's is open to a, a one-year deal to kind of just get back, you know, back to healthy, a full year with, with the Heat organization. Uh, he's always wanted to play for Miami. It just feels, um, like it just, it was just a missed opportunity that he really didn't get to, to come in and, and play because they could have used him. Right. Uh, and, uh, but they didn't, you know, they didn't give up a whole lot. Uh, Kelly has been, Olenek has been playing great in Houston. Um, but he it was, it, he, yeah, but he, I don't know if he was going to come back next year anyway. So yeah. the Heat swung for it. I, I think it was a great trade at the time. You wouldn't know, I mean, you know that he's injury prone, but uh, just four games into his, into his Heat career. Uh, so I think I think if Victor is open to coming back, I, I don't see why he couldn't come back. But hopefully that doesn't affect uh, a pursuit of a, of a of a better player. I think it was a great trade too. I, I don't think yeah. they gave up much at all. Um, right. Obviously, you know Kelly Olynyk is somebody who can spread the floor, but you know it's kind of one of those risk reward situations. If you get Victor Oladipo at even eighty five percent of what Victor Oladipo can be that really changes the landscape of your team. Right. Um, and, you know, we, could, we couldn't have a heat conversation without talking about Jimmy Butler. And I, I found this quote, um, Zach Lowe recently said that he's had one of the most underappreciated seasons that he's had in a while averaging, I think it's 21, seven and seven. It's crazy that his true shooting percentage, I, I think it's above 60% or it's right by 60. I think so. Yeah. It, yeah. it, that's ridiculous considering that he doesn't, he's not efficient from three uh, from someone who covers the team. And I know it's a little bit difficult because of COVID. Can you give any stories or, or anecdotes that you've heard about just his effect off the court? Like I watching Jimmy Butler, it's, it's so fun, um, you know, seeing him and, and how he plays because it's almost more will than skill. Sometimes. <laughs> like It seems like he just wills everyone to just kind of play at a certain level. Um, and then my second question is, do you think he should be all NBA this season? Well, yeah, definitely. I think so too. It's, it, those are so hard. It's really hard to compare because it's like, uh, it's like the Oscars. How do you, how do you say one actor is better than another? They're, they're all great players. That's why it's with the all-star team. It's always so hard to predict who, who actually gets to go in. Cause there's so many good players and not enough spots. I, I would hope he he gets it to first team, if not second. Um, I think every team has has kind of struggled. I think that's why you've seen teams like 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 a Boston uh, or or many other teams have had that sort of kind of the same record as the Heat. Right. Even though they're all kind of good teams, but they've they've all suffered uh, 
some big losses. And then there's surprising teams like the Knicks. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, um, I think, I think Butler deserves that kind of recognition. He is also a very savvy player. He doesn't necessarily get his points in a, in a flashy manner, like maybe like, like, like flash, like Wade, uh, the old flash. Um, he, but he will, he will make sure his teammates get involved. That's why he, he, um, he can get triple doubles too. Right, uh, but he any any picks and chooses his spots too. That's why he doesn't. If he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, that's why he has good shooting percentages. Um, he knows where to shoot. He knows to be where to be effective. Uh, but he also knows if he sees that another teammate has a better shot, he's going to give that that ball to him. And I, I remember just right off the bat uh, an anecdote just of him waking up, at, not even waking up, just being already at the gym like at four in the morning, and and maybe not the whole team joined him because I've, I've woken up at four in the morning for work and that's, it's brutal. I couldn't imagine playing basketball, but he's there ready to go. So, you know, some of the players are going to be there right. and they would not have been there at that time if it wasn't for him. So that, that already shows that he's, he's there really to, to embody the way he sees the game and how that fits in with the heat organization. It's, it, it is a great fit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's amazing to watch and we know come playoff time. He's going to be ready. Um, this yeah. is probably probably my last question, and I'm interested to hear what what um, what you're going to say. So the Heat clinched the playoff berth with a win over the Celtics earlier this week. Who do you feel like they match up well against? We know that the Heat are a team; they're not afraid to play anybody. Um, but I want to know who you think they would match up well against, and who you think would be a difficult mm. matchup for them. Mm. of the yeah i mean you, you think that the bucks they they somehow match up well with them yeah uh they handled them easily in in the, in the bubble uh to my surprise i thought i thought they could win that series but i didn't think they would win it like that uh but i still don't want the heat to face them in the first round necessarily i think the best series as far as a fan would be would be would be heat knicks that's that's my personal you know choice that that's what i would like to see uh, i think the hardest matchup might be the hawks that you know they're um i don't know if the hawks are going to go deep into the playoffs uh but they they give they give the heat problems uh, they've had before in the past and and they're an even better team now so uh, i think that would be my pick the knicks um but if it's the bucks or, or the hawks I, I, um i'm pretty confident that that he could could have a really good series. That's so interesting too, because um, it's it's interesting that they would match up well against the Bucks, who are a three point shooting team. But you would think with better talent, because they have Giannis, a former uh, you know an MVP, right, reigning MVP, but um, but not so much against the Hawks, who are a three point shooting team. And obviously, Trey Young is great. I mean, I love watching him play. Yeah, they step up. A lot of the players step up uh, on that team for. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Orlando Magic too. I, I uh, the Orlando Magic always play well against the Heat. Orlando's players just, just step up. Atlanta's uh, as well. They they just yeah. do. Uh, so that would be a great series to watch as well. But um, I, I, you know what? Uh, the Bucks have Giannis, but but the Heat have a great defender in Bam, and and not, not a lot of teams have a have a defender like that. Yeah, I will say that. Uh, but having said that, I, I'd rather them face the Bucks later in the in the in the playoffs than the first round. That's for sure. I'll be honest. I, as a Nick fan, I would not really want to see the Heat in the first round. Um, 
I believe we lost all three of our games to them this year. They're just a super tough team. I feel like, uh, you know, when you have contrasting styles, uh, I, I feel like maybe sometimes that works if, if you're a three-point shooting team, but you're not used to physicality, you're not used to a slowdown game that sometimes the playoffs can bring. Um, that right. works well for the Knicks. But when we play another team who is just as tough, tough defensively and has that playoff history, I feel like that could be really, really difficult. So I would not want to play the Heat in the first round. Um, you guys are playing the 76ers tonight. Um, is there any word yet on whether Jimmy Butler will play? I know, I think there was an eye injury or, or, or something like that. Yeah. I, I, last I checked, I think it was questionable. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, they still have plenty to play for. So if he feels okay, I'm, I'm sure he would play. Yeah. And I, I almost wonder too, if, uh, the 76ers, I don't know what their situation is with seating, if they will rest players. I had heard some, some chatter that, Embiid might sit or something like that, or, or he's going to, but. Um, they might, but they could still get a, a first uh, seed. So I, I'd still go for it yeah. if I was them. Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be a good matchup. <laughs> I, I think so as well. Uh, any, any, um, before I let you go, any memories from those old um, Knicks heat series that, that kind of stand out and, and that you'd be kind of looking forward to if, if the, uh, the Knicks and heat played again. Uh, in in this year's playoffs, I mean that Charlie Ward uh, flip with PJ Brown. We'll never see anything like that ever again. That's just really not burned in my head. It's just amazing. Uh, Van Gundy clinging to the to, to the the leg. The Houston uh, shot is still, <laughs> still probably one of my favorite memories of my childhood. Yeah, yeah, it, it was awesome. But you you don't you just don't see those kind of kind of things anymore. Maybe it's for the best. I don't know why it's okay in hockey, but. Uh, whatever. That's a, I guess that's a debate in, another time, but yeah. I guess I guess the malice in the palace kind of killed that a little bit. Yeah. I definitely uh, changed, the but answer. it was fun while it lasted. It was. It was. <laughs> it's interesting too. Like a, a memory that just popped in my head. I remember when we played the Heat earlier this year. Jimmy Butler actually at the free throw line. He was like taking time to teach R.J. Barrett. Um, he was like, use, use your chest, use your body more, which is crazy to me because that's literally all RJ Barrett does. He does that all the time. I feel like he's one of the better, um, maneuvers or manipulators of his body in space because he's not particularly really athletic or, or shifty or speedy, but, um, it was interesting because we're very much hoping that, that RJ Barrett becomes Jimmy Butler, because that's been some of the, the comp that's been thrown around, um, especially right. his shooting kind of took some time to uh take off but we're yeah we're very much it, yeah and he's progressed even faster than than, yeah. than jimmy has because jimmy yeah it, 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 he he did well but he was he was not a high draft pick at all right uh, and he really had to to prove himself with the bulls and and yeah by the time he, he came here he became a star but but he really uh he really put a lot into his game so it is it is cool to see that that he can can mentor players but he, he loves trash talking them too yeah he definitely <laughs> does uh and we love watching it um yeah. Maria, thank you so much for for spending some time tonight um before i let you go if there's anything that you're working on right now and you want to promote or if you can let the good listeners know where they can find you on twitter please do so uh, well i'm working on a jimmy butler interview uh hopefully we'll have it up on our site soon uh his schedule is pretty tight as I can imagine, 
Uh, but I'm going back and forth seeing uh, hopefully uh, we can get an interview with him and uh, with Tyler Hero as well. Uh, and it's hotoutdhoops.com. And I'm on Twitter. It's Surya, S-U-R-Y-A, Surya Heat NBA. Awesome. Well, uh, I will definitely be reading that when it comes out for sure. Uh, thanks again for, for coming out tonight. And to all the listeners, we hope you guys are staying safe. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you.